0: And I can't find a seconder usually when I propose this, but I don't care. I don't need a seconder. My own opinion is enough for me, and I claim the right to have a against any consensus, any majority, anywhere, any place, any time. And anyone who disagrees with this can pick a number, get online, and kiss my ass.
1: That representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed... Are greater than the quality of legal services provided by other lawyers. Welcome to Backstory Podcast. I'm Harry Steele, back Southern Lawyer. Got my buddies Paul Rip. How's things down in Fairhope, Paul?
0: Rip Report, nonprofit. Everything's kind of uh crazy right now with the virus everywhere.
1: And uh Rains, how are things in Houston?
2: Well, the Houston uh the Houston Chief is holding it down here. We're um Still locked in, still not going out, still keeping the family safe, but uh, we're getting by.
1: So I want to talk some numbers real quick. Uh, Baldwin County um, is over 200 confirmed cases right now. We'll get to that in a minute. But the the numbers in Alabama, um, right at 8,900, that was as of yesterday. Um, and of course you can see the numbers here, 6,800 on April 29th. Um, so everybody's familiar with this gating criteria, we're supposed to have a downward tra- trajectory and in influenza like illnesses reported within a 14 day period before we relax any of the, <laughs> the public health orders. Um, and here's another snapshot going all the way back to March 24th when we only had 242 cases and. This, you know, this is the week before and last week and now this week. So, um, here is a graph, and this came directly from uh, the Alabama Department of Public Health. And I can tell you that on May seventh, we had three hundred and fifty-five cases, which is the largest number of cases we have we have had in a single day. And here again, you can see the growth in COVID nineteen cases in Alabama. And you can see there is no flat or declining trajectory over any amount of a uh, time that I can see.
0: So we're going to celebrate the day after the highest number. We're going to celebrate by opening up.
3: That's
2: what we're doing here in Texas, Paul. God bless Texas.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes.
1: So can you get, are you guys seeing the John Hopkins map?
0: Correct. Yep.
1: Okay. Um, So that, that shows you where the U S is. 1.281 million with uh 76,000 global deaths. And you can see the logarithmics on that. And I got one more for you and then we'll move on. How's that strike, to Paul? Rip!
0: Wow! Wow! I tell you what, somebody got be
1: eighty-one hundred, but nine thousand two hundred. Okay, so this is the State of Alabama Department of Health's own website that we're looking at right now. Um, here's that daily number I was showing you. And it's gonna be interesting to see what the final count is today. Like I said yesterday, 356. And um this is a helpful website. It has a lot of the uh testing sites that are available. one's right there next to my office. Um all right, guys. I I'm kinda I'm kinda over the, the numbers and all that. Um do you guys wanna move on to the case at hand? Sure. <clears throat> All right. Well, let me share this and we'll get to it. You seeing that, Paul? Yeah. Great. Um, So, we filed a writ of mandamus. We asked the circuit court to enter an order instructing the sheriff of Baldwin County to um enforce the governor's safer at home order or this excuse me the state health officer dr scott harris's amended stay at home order which was in effect through the 15th it's now been amended and um we can get into some of that so uh so paul why don't you uh you know you're 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 the plaintiff
0: have um, you got the uh have you got the order from the judge I mean,
1: I do. There it is. All
0: right. uh, so we can read it to people that are listening. Uh, this was issued late this evening. Uh, I understand the issue, uh, I mean, the order, and have no um, uh, qualms with it, really, other than um, I don't know what else we could have proved, other than the uh, sheriff using his own words. But the order reads an emergency hearing was conducted today and after all parties presented evidence and testified the court finds as follows the petitioner francis paul rip uh, failed to present any evidence of judicial judiciable controversy for the court to declare any statement made by sheriff Mack, standing alone does not rise to the level of proof necessary for the petitioner to prevail on his claim as such a petition for writ of mandamus is denied now of the of course you know this was conducted in front of a judge and one of the outcomes was that the sheriff assured us several times in the conversation that he was going to uphold the order. So I'm perfectly content. That's what we were trying to get done. However, I still think that it sends a very, very, very bad message when we are trying to comply with the health department and the governor and then the sheriff injects himself in this way. And then when called out on it, starts saying that oh well it, the health department can do this and they can do this he's the sheriff he made the statements not the health department so um hopefully uh, uh <laughs> i think the sheriff understands a little bit better uh what our intent was on this and that is to obey the order and by him doing what he did, he encouraged people to violate the order, uh, and to basically drop any waiting of time uh, from the governor or anything else and just go ahead and do whatever you want to do. So now we will have 14 days from today, which will be 21st, 22nd. We'll look at the number of cases that we have today and we'll see just what happens because, it was easy enough today to see a radical change in the uh, traffic and people on the road. So, something changed everybody's mind to jump out there and get going. And um, I believe that uh, Sheriff Mack talked quite a few of them into thinking it was A OK, no problem. So, we'll just go from there. But I'm satisfied with the way that it ended up and the sheriff's assurances that uh, he would uh, abide by the order of the governor.
1: Rains, questions, comments, dirty jokes?
2: Well, what we've got here is a failure to enumerate. What the sheriff wanted was to pander... a political base. He wanted to let all of the deep red Republican voters of Baldwin County know that he ain't listening to no voice from up north, even if it means just north of I-10. By God, he is walking the Ron DeSantis golden path toward complete political undoing. Mm -hmm. If you guys know your your neighboring state down in Florida, the governor of that state, Ron DeSantis. He's a completely former,
1: former Navy SEAL with a smoking hot brunette wife. Yeah,
2: that may well be, but he's also got uh, pretty much the ruination of a political career right now because he wanted to jump the gun because he is a Trump cultist to the highest degree. And he wanted to pander to that base to make sure that they reelected him. And a lot of that base is dying in South Florida right now. And it's because he didn't do anything quick enough. The political pandering is going to have a reckoning. And there is no doubt in my mind that the political victory that we won today by having the sheriff admit in a hearing in front of a judge that he would indeed enforce the law. That's a win as far as I'm concerned, because that's what uh, Mr. Rip's writ was all about. Uh, the judge may have denied it, but we've got the sheriff on the record saying, don't worry, I'm going to enforce the law.
0: And uh, well, we also, uh, we also we, I'm sorry, Reigns, We also had, uh, I did uh, several calls from people that uh, thanked me for taking the action because they didn't feel as if they were being represented at all in the conversation. Uh, So that made me uh, a little bit more proud of what we did as well.
2: Absolutely, Paul. That's what you do as a consumer advocate is give a voice to the voiceless, to the people out there that don't understand how these mechanisms work. The people that don't know that you can call a journalist anytime day or night and get a fire lit under them to go for a story. That's what we're here to do. That's what you do with the RIP Report. Right. And I'm happy to say that the story of this writ being filed and the fight that we undertook earlier today was carried by six major media outlets in the Alabama market. So it's not just something that got swept under the rug. The word got out that we are not going to sit idly by and allow people in power to run roughshod over the law.
0: And Simply I can put. And I can assure you that uh, I can assure you that uh, the sheriff is going to get pushed back by other authorities as well, because they're not going to appreciate him uh, stepping out like this at this time. And uh, we will not know what is, you know, said behind closed doors, but I can assure you that he'll get a phone call from somebody saying, what in the world are you thinking?
1: Well let, let's listen to this real quick guys. Hold on a second.
3: All right. limiting, uh, the number <laughs> Pay of attention. Groups or people that can be in one location. But that responsibility should lie Turned up, me. Harry. That responsibility should lie with each business and with each religious institution. And so I wrote a letter yesterday asking Governor Ivey to immediately modify her current order and allow Alabamians to go back to work and to go back to worship. I think this is important to our community. In that spirit, uh, I've also, uh, in consultation with my deputy sheriffs and uh, other law enforcement, uh, I have also added that while we will continue to notify businesses uh, if they are in violation of the governor's order, we'll notify them that the governor's order is still in place because there are other institutions out there that are a part of this. There's the health department and there are many regulatory agencies outside of the sheriff's office that uh, have a say in the enforcement of that rule. But the sheriff's office will not take any law enforcement action on those businesses or on those religious institutions that are wanting to meet and wanting to get back to business. To deny an order is just to deny it. But what-
1: So
2: that's what our writ basically ruled on to deny an order is just to deny it. But if you're going to be a sworn lawman in Alabama and get on a personal platform and say, you know what? I don't like the law. I'm not going to enforce it. We're not all right with that. Right. We're not all right with that at all. Well, right.
1: I, all I'm saying is it, 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 or what Mr. Rip alleged was that it, it wasn't in his discretion to make that decision to he it's an order he should enforce it not just notification but take it to the limit um there was uh there was a uh let me see if i can find it my exhibit b real quick um
0: well another thing that was said the during me during this too was that uh sheriff mack insisted that he spoke with other law enforcement officers and people mentioned the attorney general and then when asked specifically about what was said or in reference to the order, uh, he backed up and said, Oh, well he didn't mention that he wasn't going to abide by the order to the attorney general. So what did he say and who did he speak to? You know,
1: there, there was a guidance letter from the attorney general to law enforcement in Alabama that directed them, um, that there were teeth in the code that they could utilize to write misdemeanor citations and take people into, uh, under custodial arrest right. um, for, for each occurrence. And, I mean, there, there's some real teeth in it. Um, that's, that's serious business. And when you tell people all you're going to do is notify them, that's not full enforcement. No. Or that was our argument. That's correct. So, Oh, to, and, now, and the
0: other thing, the other thing too, is that, uh, uh, we want people to understand one part of the legal argument as well was that, uh, at the present time, we could not prove that the sheriff had not, uh, enforced it. And that is true. We didn't have a particular incident where the, uh, uh sheriff was, in question as to whether arrest somebody or what to do. Uh, He had said that he had a few uh, calls, but uh, all of them he thought were frivolous and uh, not worth even discussing. And remember now we only, we filed this one day after the fact of what the sheriff said. So certainly any evidence that we had uh, would be here in the future, not immediate. But like I said, I understand the uh, judge's order.
1: So moving on to the amended safer at home order that goes into effect. May 11th, restaurant and bars may open with limited seating, six feet between tables subject to additional sanitation rules and guidelines. Athletic facilities such as fitness centers. I mean, I wouldn't go in a damn gym until there's a vaccine. I don't know about you guys. Um, the beaches no I wouldn't limit.
2: go into a gym if you ordered me a pizza. <laughs> <clears throat> the
1: the beaches, there's no limit on the size of gatherings. They just maintain must maintain six feet of separation from people that aren't in their party or in their household. All retail stores are open, subject to fifty percent occupancy, social distancing and sanitation rules. Nightclubs, theaters, bowling alleys, casinos are all still closed medical procedures are allowed um in the future by the state health officer based on the availability of PPEs and that type of thing um senior citizen programs are still suspended except for meals on wheels where they're going to do drop-offs or deliveries educational institutions are still closed for in-person instructions child daycare facilities must not allow more than 12 children in one room I don't know if y'all have ever seen them herd cats at a daycare, but I don't know how the hell they're going to get away with actually implement that. And uh, you still, while you can go to the beach and do all that, you still can't go to the nursing home and see your grandma. You can't go to the hospital and see Paul when he gets coronavirus.
2: Oh, God. Well, if you was looking for somebody to get on a box, I got one built and ready to go about all that. And it applies nationwide, not just Alabama.
1: Go for it, man.
2: The push to get people back to work is an absolute and utter declaration of war upon, among the poor and disenfranchised of this country. The rush to get people back to work enables, pe- enables the states to stop paying unemployment claims. The Washington administration has pushed for this for one reason only. They want the unemployment numbers to go down and they've learned through all of this COVID testing that if you don't have people applying for unemployment, the numbers will steadily trickle down and that's the only thing the White House cares about is that that number trickles down before November 3rd. Nobody cares about the $8 an hour dishwasher. Nobody cares about the $10 an hour roofer, roofing laborer, nobody cares about the minimum wage, seven-something, 25-an-hour person working the drive through window at McDonald's. Nobody cares about that. They I, don't care what happens to them. They don't care what happens to any of them. They just want them off the dole.
1: Well, I think governor, the governor, I, I think governor Ivy may care about them, and, and that's something that I wanted to talk about. Um, the, the Alabama legislature made a move to completely take control of how the CARES Act money is spent. Damn. Governor Ivey sent them an ass burner, son. I'm talking about a sure enough hate letter saying you monkeys go ahead and take control of this and you do whatever it is you're going to do. But you're going to tell me what it is before I call a special session. And right here on the screen, you'll see I've All already right. seen one of the wish lists that includes $200 million for a new state house, which is totally unacceptable.
0: My God. With everything so we got going on the prisons, all the problems Alabama has, let's build a new state house. Wow. Well, that is full well, so
3: sure.
2: The well, governor so is
0: everybody in it.
2: The governor of the state of Texas proclaimed that they were revamping the unemployment program for the state of Texas. I personally when all this started and still have not been whacked out. I don't know how that's working in Alabama, but unless, if the state gets a hold of the and pushes money into the state unemployment system, that doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to start getting checks right away. That just means that more money has been allocated to it and the red tape is going to chew it up, spit it out, and you'll get Nickels on the dollar for what you've invested. People need to organize. People need to get together. And you know what? We are not going to have our lives put at stake so you can get a stake. I'm just not having it. And I'll speak up on that and I'll stand on it and I'll help anybody willing. If they want to organize and get up against this thing, shoot me an email. I'll tell you how.
0: It'll end up just like the BP money. Oh, and that's
1: the next little issue that we get Paul Rook riled up about. Y'all ready for this? It's the tenth anniversary of Senator Pittman's no bid contract with the city of Oak.
0: This was holy the, cow! This was the boom, first. Boom. That's right. Um, Ten years ago today, as trustee of the oh, now he wasn't even. Uh, I think it was the eleventh when he was appointed the trustee. So this was even before he was a trustee, he was working with the city of Fairhope to get a contract on whatever was needed. They didn't even know what they were going to do with the boom, but he was working his way in there to get the, uh, debris removal, if you will, or Marine contract. And remember now, Mr. Pittman did not have a Marine insurance. He did not have a general contractor's license. And he had never done any business involved with uh, uh, marine ventures.
1: None. Oh, it was an emergency, man.
0: Didn't have time to. Well, it was an emergency, but you still had were required to maintain marine insurance and have a general contractor's license. And uh, he did not have a general contractor's license. Uh, in fact, his company did not for quite some time later. And it was one of his employees that got the license, not him.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> but uh, this, Paul,
2: can, you give us, can you give us a quick rundown of how much money he got versus how much money was spent?
0: Oh, what the total amount that he got from Fairhope was $636,000. And uh, the interesting part of it was that uh, <clears throat> Mr. Pittman started working on the contract a good two weeks or three weeks before he had a secure contract. The contract was not uh, approved until June 4th, and on June 10th, he received like $350,000 out of the 636, and that supposedly was for work that he had done but that was only five days after he was awarded the contract. So this was back paying him for work that he had done prior to even having the contract.
2: Whoa, Paul, are we going to penalize a go-getter like that? Are we going <laughs> to penalize somebody that's willing to get out there and get the job done when nobody else, he don't even have the contract. and He's out there spending money out of his own pocket, isn't he?
0: Well, it's like mr Pittman said we do things different in Baldwin county and he never said anything more truer than that
1: I, I was negligent in my duties running the podcast and I need to share one more thing with you guys All
0: right. yeah going enforce
3: some of the restrictions churches restaurants other things that will be opening on Monday what's your message to those law enforcement officers Well, the law
0: enforcement officers, if you're talking about sheriffs, they are constitutional officers, and I would just encourage them to abide by the law. Uh, Today, we are relaxing the uh, issue about the churches, and each minister or rabbi or leader of that faith uh, will make that decision of how to manage uh, people because we're lifting, there's no uh, um, restriction on the number of people as it has been, so maybe that'll.
2: Let me let me break that down real quick in terms that some of our newer viewers can understand. A lot of y'all I know are, are probably fans of colleges that play in the Southwest Athletic Conference. So what that's called is a punt, and it's what yeah. everybody else does on fourth down, is they kind of punt the ball away. Governor Ivey said, I hope that they abide by the order and then punted to religious leaders saying it's going to be incumbent on them to enforce the distancing and everything else. And by God, I know we can count on the religious leaders of South Alabama to do the right thing when it comes to enforcing the governor's order.
1: Well, here, 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 here's what, here's what I will tell you. There will be a very big difference in what you see. If you decide to go to worship at a uh, Fort God down there at uh, Malbus what's it called? Paul, City hope <laughs> you'll have a you'll have a bit a lot different type of uh, because you have a different type of congregation. I'll assure you, they will have to have certain procedures in place, or people will show up and see nobody with mask and all that. And I've got a feeling people will turn around, as opposed to some of these other religious institutions where it's it it's a more rural setting, and I don't think those people are taking this as seriously as some other folks that I've seen. Let's put it. That no.
0: Way. And here's the other thing too. And we're
1: seeing that socioeconomically across the board is what I'm
0: saying. Correct. Correct. And, and uh, you know, people say, well, why nursing homes? Why nursing homes? What's happening there? Well, that's the, that is the nurses as well as the visitors that are visiting those people. There They're are the n- one. Pardon?
1: there still are no visitors at hospitals or nursing homes under the new care.
0: I'm talking about that initiated it when it first got into these nursing homes. That's how it got in there.
1: I agree. No doubt. And that's how it's still getting in is the staff coming and going. Right. Unless it's being carried by mosquitoes or something else we don't know about at this point.
2: Let me, uh, let me throw a little tidbit in there so y'all can understand. I come from a a hospitality background. I did it for many, 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 many years. Decades I've worked in the food and beverage industry. Do either of you know what the biggest dining day is in the calendar year? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. And what day is Mother's Day this year? Sunday. Sunday. And when does the order expire?
0: (laughs) on the 11th on that on yeah
2: i'm here to tell you every restaurant that can put together a hundred tables in a hundred table setting is going to be full on mother's day and, and guess everybody's,
0: everybody's going to be going to see grandma and there's everybody's a lot of people
2: grandma out to eat because they don't have any damn sense and they don't care about your grandma they only care about theirs so they're not going to social distance. They're not going to mask up and glove up. I hope they do, but something tells me they're not. And well, let's the, see, let's see a spike in cases come Monday. It'll be all right.
0: Well, the one, uh, the uh, uh, what I have heard nationally is that uh, approximately eighty-three percent of the people are abiding by the social distancing and are very cautious about opening up it's only about 17 percent that you know want to open are pretty radical about it now given that we're in baldwin county i would double that and say probably 34 percent here think that it's a good idea to go back to work and let me tell you i pray to god that we don't have uh, a second shot at this and it doesn't get worse and that uh it's not spread by us jumping ahead like this, but one thing's for sure we're going to know in, you know, just uh, about 14 days, we're going to start seeing what the result is.
2: Don't worry about praying to God, Paul. There's going to be plenty of people Sunday gathering in houses of worship without masks, without PPE. And they're going to be praying to that same God that everybody don't get infected. Well, guess what? I doubt he's listening because he says, if you ain't got sense enough to put on a mask when one of the greatest weapons I ever created is caterwauling across the country. Well, I'll just, I'll just add another gate to what we've got up here already.
0: Yeah. One other, one other thing too, Harry, that I'd like to mention that's uh related to the virus and, and any of those on social media will know what I'm talking about. Uh, this last week or so, We've had several items on social media circulating. One was a short documentary with a scientist. The other was two doctors telling us, uh, you know, we don't need masks, we don't need this. And these were professionally done. They looked like they were very authentic. Well, this morning they outed them all, took them all off Facebook, took them all off any of the social media networks that they were circulating on. As totally fake news, and people were buying into it one hundred percent. So
1: I got to jump in here. Um I watched that anti-vax. Uh, so the so the scientists that you're talking about used to work at Fort. Which one is it? Uh, Range where they do research. It's not, no. Uh, she
2: worked at Fort Dietrich.
1: Dietrich okay. Uh, and and she. Anyway, long story short, she was accused of stealing some data, and yeah. she claims that Fauci and some other people, you know, and that uh, and, and it, one of the things that is compelling about her story and something that we need to look into is the fact that sometime in the 1970s, um, there were some there was some federal legislation that was changed that allowed. For scientists working for the public to patent their vaccines. In other words, if they were working at the National Institute of Health and they came up with a vaccine or they came up, let's say the the genomics lab that came up with the the, uh, DNA profile of the virus or whatever, they can patent that and they can make money off of it, even though they were working for the public when they created it. And that's what she's saying. She's saying, "Oh, well, the reason Fauci wants to throw away the coloquine and all this stuff is that it's free, and he thinks he's going to get in on some patent on this on this new vaccine that everybody in the damn world's going to have." to have. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm sure some scientist who comes up with it is going to have some uh, if if they're working at UAB or um, or, or some other public institution. Uh, The the law says they're entitled to that. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, under our capitalist system, we tend to reward people in that case. But what she's saying is the people in charge are also the people getting the patents and they're steering things in in that direction. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I I would like to look into the validity, validity of her claim that these people have a financial incentive of steering treatment.
2: And there that. is no validity claim to anything that woman said or anything to that those two doctors said, namely because none of their research is peer-reviewed. So none dude, of the stuff
1: they talk let, about. Let, the me tell, let me tell you what I what I heard in the first five minutes of this thing. She said, once you're infected, you have a lifetime immunity to the coronavirus. And I'm sitting there going, hell no, you don't. You can get four colds in a year, and that's a coronavirus. And nobody knows how if you can be reinfected again. Nobody we've had
2: We've had documented cases worldwide of coronavirus, of, of SARS-CoV-19 reinfection. It's all quack science. And I'm here to tell you: look at your research, peer-review your research. Not everybody's got the time I've got. In between consulting, I spend a lot of time reading research, reading scientific papers, vetting things that I see on social media and so in right. the media itself.
1: Ch- check out Check out my bag of clay. That's what I do instead of researching peer review articles on yeah.
2: Yeah, you yeah. distill clay. That's beautiful. I, I can't, wait, I can't wait, wait to see the ashtray well, you make out of it. You know. Let
0: me ask you, let me ask you, Rains, who would you um, who would you rely on? as the leading most authority in the United States, if you had to rely on someone for information on the virus? The
2: the Centers for Disease Control. Okay.
0: Now that's my point right there. I keep seeing people online and on social media saying the Center of Disease Control doesn't know what they're doing. They're a bunch of quacks and going on and on and on. People, you don't understand that this is the center for disease control. These are the people that have been doing this for, my God, how long have they been around? 50 years? And, yeah. and going to foreign countries to, to handle this. The problem with the United States is, or the problem that we're having, uh, is that we've, we have never seen a pandemic. We have never been hit right. in the no, face sure. with it. Right. And that's what's happening now.
1: So, uh, I'm going I'm to say this one last time. We need a Norman Schwarzkopf type son of a bitch standing up there with a pointer saying, Here's the virus. Here's how we're going to treat it. Here's the plant that's going to make the PPEs. Here's the this, here's the that. Well, you're I'm not going to get that. Shit about, I've ordered this company to do this and that. I mean, you're
2: not going to get that because the current president thinks he's a Norman Schwarzkopf up there doing that, and he's not. He's more like a Norman Bailey, and he's not doing any of those things. All right. If you wanted to put a person on the moon, all right, who are you going to go to to get your data, to get your telemetry, to get your research? NASA. You're going to NASA, right? Are you going to go to our rocket shop, in Sims, Alabama? And say, you know what? These guys over here know a hell of a lot more about space travel than the Epping NASA does. Well, that's what a super majority of people who believe in that Norman Bell in the White House are getting their research from Bob's rocket shop in Sims, Alabama, because he wants to sell some rockets. So he's going to say to hell with NASA. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Come on down to Bob's rocket shop. I assure you, we fit your narrative.
1: So and I have, on. I have one more very inflammatory slide to share. And remember, Reigns, no terry, So we're going to be kicked off Facebook. Oh
2: my God.
3: God okay.
1: So okay. it's my understanding that the Justice Department dropped all criminal charges against Michael Flynn, even though he admitted and pled guilty to. He pled, guilty, he pled
2: guilty twice. Twice he pled guilty. Do you guys feel that?
1: To line to the I've, FBI. I've
2: been feeling it today for days. Have y'all been feeling that? It's like a low level vibration. Do y'all feel it? <laughs> I it, feel, You know what it that is? Up
1: inside it's of it's John,
2: it? John Mitchell spinning in his grave like a dynamo. His headstone in Arlington has been generating about 18 watts of electricity that some bitch has been twisting so much in his grave since this happened. Unbelievable the United States president has co-opted the justice department to become his in-house counsel and why there are not people with torches and harpoon guns and pitchforks and everything pitch else, walking up and down Pennsylvania Avenue, I don't know. And, well, actually, Roger I do.
0: Stone, and Roger Stone will walk too, probably, or be pardoned. Uh, the we- other one thing, oh, one a- thing a- uh, get
1: pardoned. Do what? I always assume these guys would be pardoned in the end.
0: Yeah. Well, there's only one other thing I want to jump back on the uh, uh, virus, and that is that the uh, president has been selling us lately on the fact that testing is not all that it is made up to be. However, he is being now tested every day. So, you know, it sounds a very confusing picture to the citizens of the country that we don't have tests, we can't get a test, and now the White House staff and the President are getting a test every single day. So, you know, that adds to the confusion of uh, what people believe and what they don't believe. Uh, You're just going to have to do more research on uh, social media than to believe some of these conspiracy theories that are out there about Reduction in population and stuff like that. I mean, some of them are so nonsense that you can't even believe that they get air.
2: I just, uh, you know, I really my my thoughts and prayers are with the wife of Stephen Mitchell uh, uh, Stephen Miller. You know, his wife is the uh, vice president's chief of communications. She's tested positive for COVID nineteen. So my my thoughts and prayers are with the the Miller family right now. Than that. Uh, I hope and I pray and I think that if they end up going to Johns Hopkins or to Andrews Air Force Base to get treated for COVID-19, that an immigrant doctor takes care of them.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know where it's going folks, but uh, I would suggest that you listen to the CDC. I would suggest that you keep social distancing and I would suggest that you wear a mask and any of you that totally disagree that's fine. You're a minority statistic that happens with every single episode or whatever it is, whatever controversy or whatever, there's always, you know, 25, 30% that believe no matter what is written or no matter what's in front of them, they're going to believe the the other. So, you know, I guess we just have to live with that. But I am pleased to know that the greater majority of people are taking this seriously. Uh, it's just unfortunate that a small minority might ruin it for all of us.
2: Well, small minorities have ruined it for everybody. Just ask Governor Wallace. Um, the thing I'll say is that it is up to you. It is, the government's not going to guide you. We've seen a massive failing in that. Your governor is not going to guide you. We've seen massive failings in that nationwide. Your local leaders really aren't going to guide you. You've got to guide yourself. Wear a mask. Wear PPE protect yourself because you're not only protecting yourself you're protecting other people even though you probably don't give two happy goddamns about them you still owe your fellow man to say you know what I'm not gonna do everything in my power to further an infection outside of my home I'm gonna do everything in my power to keep it from spreading in my home and in yours and I'm gonna tell you this right now to all you folks that love to fit narratives if you stood up and said those bakers In Missouri, that said they didn't want to bake a cake for them homosexuals, they got that right. Well, that same right applies to business owners who say you got to wear a mask if you want to come in my establishment. So if you don't want to argue that, go get back in your truck with your Blue Lives Matter sticker and drive up to the Capitol and strap on an AR-15 and go protest in front of the governor's office. Yell at some cops while you're doing it.
1: That's a hate crime, or it will be. So, uh, one more clarification on this uh, writ of mandamus that Paul filed against the sheriff. Um, We had several comments on our Facebook page. Open America now. Do all the you know. It was never about the validity of the order. Was not at issue. What was at issue was the sheriff's refusal to enforce said order. His unilateral decision that somehow this is the the state of Baldwin, and he and he had the authority to make the decision as to whether or not he was going to enforce this order or not. So, um, just wanted to make that clarification, make sure everybody knows. Well, that we the
0: other thing the too, let me say is that I can't believe the distinction of some people because I took action like this. Uh, they think that labeling me now, oh, well, it's obvious that you're a liberal. I am an independent and most independents that you speak to are very, very independent. They may be liberal on certain issues, but they're probably staunchly conservative on other issues. That's why they're independent. So and that's where I sit right there. Independent. So Paul,
1: I, I got, I got something I need to tell you about now. This, this
0: anti
2: Sorry.
1: <laughs> so what I was going to say was, contrarians are important, and I don't give a damn what this, what kind of video this woman wants to put together. I don't think that these plat. I don't. I don't believe that these people should be deplatformed because of the content of their message. Um, I understand that it may be contrary to what the C D C is saying, and you and I know or may believe that it's total BS. But Paul Rip, you are the contrarian. And today you were the person who took it upon himself to spend money and go to court and fight for something you believed in. And um, I think I think contrarians are important and I don't think they should be deplatformed. If you don't want to go watch the crap or You know, just the video that you're talking about, I actually commented on, and I said this is total, total garbage. Nothing, nothing that I heard made any sense. Yeah. Uh, And and then when I and then when I researched her further and found out, you know, just go check her out or Wikipedia. It's it's just god awful. And I don't want to say her name because I don't want to give her any publicity. But it was I I don't either. But but (laughs) contrarians are important, Paul, and it's a terrible decision I believe on the part of Google YouTube, whoever, uh, alphabet uh, and Twitter to deplatform people because of their message. I mean it, it this is the new public square for lack of a better word and you have to agree to their terms of service to use their platform. So then when this pandemic came along they changed the terms of service to suit their needs and said, Anyone who's saying anything that's against the CDC guidelines or WHO guidelines is going to be removed from our platform. And I think that's dangerous, so terribly dangerous, Paul.
0: Well, it is. It is. And so is uh, the uh, uh, telephone, uh, the way they can follow you with the telephone and everything else. But, you know, we're talking about a health crisis here. And people are giving out information like, uh, you know, try a shot of Lysol somebody needs to clarify it that you know that skull and crossbones on the back of lysol means death do not do it so you know it's it's kind of crazy how you will you know what some people will believe because they are being told by what they think is an authority or something i mean it really is
2: i kind of feel like uh you know jeff foxworthy when he talked about it on the blue collar comedy tour he said we live in a society where Sterno's got to print labels with the warning on them, do not eat. Say, Maybe we'd have a better society if they just stopped printing that label. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, really.
1: Well, and and so, Paul, to finish my thought on the contrarians, okay, um, if you sit down and watch CNN, Fox, Channel 5 News, read the New York Times, the Lanyap, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and whatever the rag they put out in Houston, Texas, every day, um, you have to understand, uh, or at least take into consideration, who owns the paper. What you know, what might their uh, intentions be? I mean, most of the people that watch CNN don't like President Trump, and they certainly follow that programming guide. And on the other side, you have Fox News and. You know, the presidents give him an exclusive interviews and things like that. Um, because I, I don't know if he gets descripted scripted or not, it certainly looks scripted to me when he's on there. So, anything you consume from the media, you should filter through your own, yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> right, right. Through, I listen to a lot of different channels of
2: experience.
0: Well, I listen to a lot of different channels, uh, including Fox, CNN, MSNBC, and then uh, some international channels. And uh, I'll do that sometimes just on say a particular story and see the spin from each one,
2: Absolutely. Uh, the way that
0: it goes. And it can be very, very interesting. It really can. You know, sometimes that's, that's the way
2: that I distill all of my news is through a multifaceted approach to it. If I read something, I say, all right, let me track that down, and I'll look at CNN, I'll look at Fox, I'll look at MSNBC, I'll look at ABC, NBC, CBS, then I'll look at Reuters, then I'll look at The Guardian, then I'll look at Al Jazeera, wow. then i look at itar Our Task. you know, I I distill it. You get all those sources, and you corroborate, somewhere within there lies the truth, and as a right foreign professional, that's, that's how I do things, that's how we've always done.
0: Well, the other day I had someone call me and they were uh, raising cane that the, uh, they looked on the CDC platform and it said that only like 40,000 people uh, had been uh, killed by COVID-19. And yet the TV was showing an actual figure of 68,000. And I said, well, look, I don't know what the difference is. I said, but let me do a little checking. And what happened was the CDC numbers are when they have the death certificate recorded. And the other number that you may see on MSNBC, CNN, those large numbers, that is a death without providing the death certificate. In other words, Thomas Hospital has a death. It reports it to the state, the state reports it federally, and that can all be done in one day. Whereas the CDC, having to come up with the death certificate, they can be one week to eight weeks behind in right. the posting of the number. So you, if you're patient, you will see the CDC number rising all the time as these death certificates come in. So it's not. It's the only confusion is the way that the two of them are recording it. That's all.
1: Well, boys, with Mother's Day coming up, I gotta watch Fox News from now until I take my mother something for lunch on Sunday. So I'll have something to talk to her about. I'm telling right. you, that woman is hooked on Fox News. Do you have anybody like that in your immediate presence range?
2: I don't want to talk about it. <laughs>
1: I, I'm gonna pass too. Uh, well, I mean, you know, if she watched CNN all day, I'd go watch that t- so I could have a conversation with her about that too. Um, and rains, you do you? Uh, subscribe to Vanity Fair? I do. Little, little more. Uh, you know, they're not rushing to press. It's a, it's a magazine. They take a little more time. I kind of like their Vanity stuff. Vanity
2: Fair's got Vanity Fair's got some of the best writing across the timeline i've ever seen some of the best feature reporting i've ever seen and it's it's one of the it was in the time that i was writing one of the top markets in the country
1: yeah well i i follow i I try to read what i can of theirs when i have time so paul what's uh what's up for the weekend you going to oh
0: that's it i'm just doing some painting and taking down popcorn ceilings and going to bed on some paint jobs down at the beach i love to paint at the beach and uh, i'm gonna keep my mask off and social distance and hit anybody with my brush it comes close (laughs)
1: how about you reigns what you got going on
2: uh we're staying safe we're staying home uh grilling up some stuff take over to my mother and father for mother's day and uh that's pretty much it the friday night fiasco's tonight if any of y'all are interested in tuning in what time 10 o'clock
1: all right i'll be there i'll be there so last week we, we we had a little bit too much fun and missed the (laughs) <laughs> missed your program I'm sorry
2: are we gonna have a little bit too much fun tonight i can tell you that i got a brand new shirt to debut i got a new
3: shirt every week so. kids has your wife and has your husband <laughs> and everybody out here
1: so y'all need to <laughs> well, Antoine Dobson for you all right guys well i certainly appreciate y'all participating i thought it was a good one uh what what numbers this Paul? Ball-
0: i think this is 34 everybody be safe and everybody be uh everybody be safe and uh, rest assured the sheriff is going to enforce the order there you go (laughs) you'll have a good weekend y'all all right